Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a Renaissance woman with a unique talent. She is formally trained with a Bachelor of Music degree in opera performance from the Bob Cole Music Conservatory at California State University and a Master's of Music in vocal performance from Boston Conservatory. Her clear, pure, resonant voice as a transcendent vibration to a wide range of genres from arias to musical theater, a variety of classical crossover styles, and sacred mantra chant. Please join me in welcoming the award-winning vocalist, composer, and producer, Sangeeta Carr. Sangeeta, how are you? I am so good. I'm so happy to be back on your show, Nikki. Thank you so much for for having me. You are quite welcome, yes. So for those of you who didn't check into a prior show, Sangeeta was on with some of her peers uh, earlier in our season. She was on with uh, Donna Blase because she participated in her album. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Sandita and all of the wonderful music that she creates and all of the work that she does. Because let me tell you, everyone, she is absolutely breathtakingly talented. It is beyond <laughs> measure when I listen to her music. Yet, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm, I am in so much awe. It, it's absolutely crazy because your your voice is so magnificent and so pure. And I know that Thank you went you so through much. a key mile. You're welcome. You're welcome. You went through a key milestone recently, besides all of the multiple acclaimed albums that you've had out and the sought after vocalist for many other projects, so peer projects, you recently had your own PBS special. Tell us about that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, first off, you know, I just want to say, as I'm sitting and listening to you kind of repeat back to me all these things that I've had uh, done in my life, it's, um, I just have to say it's been, a, it's been such a journey and it's been such a blessing. And I feel like every day is a miracle and every day is a gift. So, you know, to hear all of this repeated back to me, it's just a reminder that, oh, my gosh. You know, we, we really need to be grateful for, for life and for what life has to bring us, even if it's the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, but it all comes into play of where we are today. So, um, yes, the PBS show, you know, I, I would say it's one of my biggest achievements to date, and it's one of the most special experiences for me because, you know, I got to choose songs and artists to work with and kind of create this world that embodies and encompasses my entire life on this planet in regards to this 
different styles and variety of music, the different styles and ways of performing and singing, um, the collaboration with some of the most incredible um, writers and composers like John Anderson. I don't know if you know Jake Shimabukuro, who's just this crazy, beautiful ukulele player from Hawaii. I did some music from my latest album, Illuminance, that was produced by um, Peter Cater. I mean, it's it's a combination of opera, contemporary, spiritual, and it was like being in my own personal Disneyland. It was really so special and, you know, empowering for me as well. It was like, it was like um, everything coming together in this one experience and the universe showing me like just exactly what you did kind of showed me, look, this is what you've accomplished. This is where you are. You know, you have a mission, you have a job and just keep, keep going at it. It's, it's encouraging me to keep going. So it was a really profound, beautiful and powerful experience. And, you know, I just really hope a lot of people can see it and that they would get something positive out of it. That's really the whole purpose. You sent me a video copy of that and I was floored because oh. you do – no, I mean, you, you transcend so many different unique musical aspects and genres. Like you said, going from opera to more contemporary music, you know, working with John Anderson, I am a huge Yes fan, so I was like, OMG. <laughs> yeah, that you know, is amazing. There watching it. I I know I get I'm like when he sent me some of these songs and we have plenty more that we're actually um recording now I just I bow to him and every moment that I get to spend personal time with him it's so beautiful he is such a unique and incredible person. He's been through so much. He has so many stories to share and really just so inspiring. And his music, he's like a genius of lyrics and melody. And so, you know, when he he gave me a few songs, he's like, these, you have to sing these. It it felt like a glove, like a perfect fit because his, his, um, his visions of life, his his purpose in life, we we align so well in that regard, and so it it just felt so comfortable singing John's music. It's really really beautiful. Oh, that's magnificent! I'm going to ask another question because obviously you've you've collaborated with him. I know you've collaborated with Grammy winner and multiple nominee uh, Peter Cater. Is there mm-hmm. anyone else that you might want to collaborate with in the future? Oh my goodness, that's like a whole list, right? <laughs> um, in the near ah, future, and I know. So I hope he listens because I bug him about this all the time, all the time. So um, the person who arranged the music for um, that I did with John Anderson, his name is Steve Spartek. And um, so I got to work with Steve in the studio working on these songs and a little bit of his background. He was the lead guitarist for the band Oingo Boingo. Um, and he's also uh, Danny Elfman's right-hand man and arranger as well. So a lot of the music that Danny Elfman had composed and wrote for all of these film scores, Steve was the one right by his side arranging with him. So he just has so much 
wisdom and knowledge and experience. And so when I was working with him, it was one of the most joyful times because he he knows how to handle situations. He's been through it all. And he's such a grounded, loving, kind, talented, patient person. So I keep saying, the next project, I'm going to have him produce it because the experience was so so lovely, you know, and I and I think that's one of the most important things. And you you know this too, as a as an artist, to be in an environment with those who are like minded, who are conscious, who are kind, who are um, compassionate, and then you create art together. I mean, that is there's really nothing more that I could ask for, you know. And um, I just I believe in that. I believe in creating in a very holistic environment that we don't have to be in these odd, weird, big trauma, drama situations. Um, it's, it just doesn't work, you know. So I really appreciated him a lot. And I, and I hope that one day we'll be able to do something really amazing together again. Wonderful. Yes, and I completely agree with you with the environment because I have been in situations where it's been a very tense environment in the studio mm-hmm. and... It doesn't feel right, and the music just doesn't um, represent the music very well for some reason. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so we're on the same page. And with I, that, definitely, yeah. Because I feel like when you're creating something, and you know, I feel like we're we are full on one hundred percent channeling the sound, the music, the lyrics, all of that. And if we could just step away and remember that it doesn't belong to us, you know, this is like this universal, the universe is speaking through us. And the most important thing is that when the listener listens, they they have an experience and a very positive experience. And that's what it's really all about, you know. So when you're kind of tainted with this weird stuff, the audience is going to, they're going to feel that. You know, even if it's not 100% conscious, but they'll they'll feel that. Definitely, definitely. And is that one of the greatest reasons why you like to create music, or do you have some other reasons why you create the music that you create? I definitely know. I know now that um, music is my life mission. It's my soul's mission, for sure, because I've, I just remember since, being a tiny, tiny one, you know, I was very, very sensitive to sound and very drawn to music and especially like the human voice. Um, so when I think back, I know that music has been like a huge part of part of me and it had saved me many times in my life. It's um, trans, you know, it has taken me from one maybe not so great place in my life to something better because it was, it was, it's like my guiding light. And um, and then studying music for so many years, so long in this, like, very proper institution environment. Um, you know, I look back and I think I needed all of that. I needed the discipline. I needed the structure. I needed the, the, um, the education, the life experiences. And, you know, later on in life, I found meditation and yoga, mantra music, Started to understand the importance of it, the power in music and the power in the sound. And, you know, bringing all of these ideas together and these life experiences together, it was very clear to me that, you know, I'm here to, you know, create 
music to help people, to uplift people, to bring them hope, to bring them joy. So I really, it's, it's the only reason why I do it. This, this is definitely, it's my work and it's my love. I love that. And I'm not even going to ask you what brings you the most joy when creating music because I can hear it in your response to the previous question. You emit mm. just so much, you know, this is me, this is a part of me and, you know, accept that you're the channel and you're, using your voice and how you feel about the creative aspects to uplift and promote joy, unity, hope across the globe. And your music certainly does that. And I love that because it is very transcendent across multiple genres, multiple different types of cultures, if you will. I mean, it's very very much a universal type of sound. And you have the ability to really, if I dare say, you know, entrance the listener because it does do that. In everything that I have listened to, and, and I have been, you know, secretly I've been a real fan for, for many, many years. I've known Aww, you through some of the circles. Thank you so that. much. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I, you know, I know you, I know your music and, you know, the PBS special just threw it over the line for me. I keep going back to that because I was just mesmerized the entire time. The ability that you have just to flow from one type of creative musical voice to another one. It's magnificent. So I do want to talk about new music. Do you have any new music that has been recent released or, or are you getting ready to release anything anytime soon? I think you do have something new. I do. So, you know, um, the last four or five years now, I've, I've been releasing full albums and you know what that's like. It's, you know, it's, it takes so much. It takes so much of you, so much of your focus and, you know, to create an entire album. And so for the last few years, I've been doing that. And so this past year in, you know, I, I just said, this is a time I feel, I feel my, my, the woman in me, the, 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 the spirit in me saying, this is a year you're going to take a break from doing that. We're going to focus on finishing things that we haven't completed yet and just sit back and kind of sit back and, be an observer, sit back and, or partake in a different way. And it just felt really right. So I released, the only thing I released this past year was a single, which is actually going to be a part of the full album that I'll release for the following year. So the single is called In All of Time. And this was co-produced by with my really good friends um, from Australia, Vanna Nguyen and Mark Olson. And so he, Mark is a DJ and a producer Vanan is a pianist, a virtuosic pianist, but she's also this incredible crossover artist who, I mean, she blows my mind. And she's, she's like my little sister, and I just love her so much. We decided to write an album together. So this is one song from the album that we'll release next year, and it's a combination of, you know, electronic, and still we have this live classical element with cello, violin, piano, 
Um, but vocally, I wanted to take it in a different direction where it felt more like ambient, contemporary, much more just sort of chill, you know. Um, maybe there are some little areas with like a little twinkle of operatic classical vocals, but I really want to keep it ethereal, but grounded in these like really strong, beautiful beats and rhythms with percussion and all of that. So I'm really excited to do that. But we only released In All of Time, which I love. I, I love this track so much. I think it's like the jump start to this entire album. So we're all really excited. So I think we'll be releasing this maybe early summer of next year. Oh, wonderful. Great. I'm going to definitely look forward to that. But in the meantime, we are going to play In All of Time for everyone And it is absolutely stunning. So here it is. This is In All of Time by Sangeeta Carr. Oh, 
just love the way that you flow from like your opera voice to what I would call like a pop voice. <laughs> I, I get, I, but I mean, again, I have to sit there and say, I mean, I'm in such awe of your talent. I know I said this previously that I was originally classically trained and obviously when you start, you know, when you do the classical training and then you go start going into like pop and rock, you know, classical training helps, but after a while the classical training goes bye-bye and you start getting into some very, very bad, bad, bad habits. Yes, I'm, that is very, very <laughs> true. I know. Um, but, you know, I would say there was just a very short period of my life where I was so intrigued by doing all of these crossover stuff and I got really into that and, you know, I realized, and I, we always know this, once you stop practicing vocalizing with all the, our, our classical vocalese, your voice is going to shift, the muscle memory starts to shift, the body doesn't know how to adapt to create that sound as well anymore. So that was one thing I knew that um, regardless, I, I really had to keep up with the vocalese, even if I wasn't singing a lot of classical music, because I, I saw how it helped me to do everything else with more ease. And then, you know, in this past couple of years, and you know how challenging and amazing Danny's music is, it's it's really kept me in alignment as well. So thank goodness for working on these two projects these last couple of years, just being able to have that music to fall on and to tap into that classical voice on a very high level because um, you never want to lose that. I, I know having the training, and I always tell young people this, like, just get the training. If you want to be a singer, it doesn't matter if you use it in the in that way or not, but it will forever help your singing. And to never stop practicing and vocalizing, you know, I just, um, it's it's so essential to keep a voice for a long time and to have a long career. Yeah, you're exactly correct. I mean, I am so bad about practicing and and keeping up with. No, I I am. I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. But when I know that I need to prepare my voice for a show or an event, I always go back to my runs and and all of the classical, you know, mantras that I was taught to, you know, get my voice in shape. I actually still have pieces of paper from my training, my my voice teacher, you know, just run, doing runs and, and various different types of uh, vocalizations and things like that. So it definitely, definitely is something that I rely on. And I think that's good advice for those that are interested yes. in that. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That's so cool that you had that training as well. So you know what <laughs> what it's like, but because it's it oh, could yeah. be rigorous, but but doesn't it feel amazing? Like when I sing an aria or a classical piece, it your body really has to shift. Um, your navel, everything just sort of aligns itself because you know once a sound is not coming out with ease and with resonance, you already know something's sort of out of alignment. And that's what I, that's what I love about class, learning classical music and all the years of study, the body awareness that we get 
from it because it takes your entire body, your mind, emotions, everything to sing that one piece. And then you learn yes. about your body and your breath and we have this, this full on awareness. It's really amazing. It's, you know, I think we might have touched on this in the last conversation, but for me, it, it became, you know, I'm like, I practice yoga regularly for many years, but singing is not that much different from yoga because you're using the breath and you have this awareness of a placement of vibration in your body. And a lot of times we actually say, you know, place the sound at your forehead, which is the third eye, or let the sound rip through the crown of your head, which is the crown chakra, or, you know, don't sing too much in the throat, which is the throat chakra. I mean, it's like and belting, sing in your chest, the heart chakra. You know, it's it's. We use different terms back then, but it really is yoga. <laughs> like, yes, it's exactly. Really and I amazing. have a yogi as well. And, yeah, and I found that too. It. it does. <laughs> yes, I do. And you know, doing yoga definitely helps. I've actually been slack on that lately too. And I I even just said <laughs> to my husband the other day, I'm like, oh, I need to find a yoga studio because I can feel the difference. I can feel the difference in my body. I can feel the difference in my voice. I need to Absolutely. get back into, yes, it definitely, and I know yoga you can practice anywhere, but I'm one of those people that if I don't go to a class, like physically go to a class, it's not going to get done. So that's just And me. you know what, that's Increase. most of us. You know, I went to, after two years, and this is crazy, because you're probably like me, we, we we used to go to classes all the time, you had your regular schedule, practice at home, but also having classes kept you accountable, and I went to my first in-studio yoga class last week, after two years, and wow. it was bizarre, this is in LA, so it was bizarre. we were still... It was still, we were still mad, you know, um, that was really challenging, but it felt so good. It felt so good after so long. Yes, definitely. 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 Well, I'm going to find a place and I'm going to start going because now you've inspired me to get back to my class. <laughs> so we are, go. no, I'm serious. I got to go. I got to go. So I'm going to take a quick break here, and we're going to pop in one of our partners in podcasting. This is Chatting with Nat, and we'll be right back. I'm mixing it with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we are back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my guest, the fabulous Sangeeta Carr. Let's switch gears just a bit before we get to the second song that you brought to share with you. What are some of the challenges of being a musician? Have you had to face any anything specifically? You know, um, there are always challenges and I think, I think from, you know, different aspects, it could be like really internal personal stuff or it could be external, you know, as a musician, it's creating any kind of art, whether you're actually even not a musician, if you're an artist of any sort, you know, I believe kind of what we were saying earlier, when you're creating, you are channeling and 
so the only way to have like this pure message, this pure sound, this high intention, this pure connection to the listener is um, really stepping out of the way, meaning without the self-criticism, without the constant listening to oneself, without the, is that good enough? Are people going to like that? Is that the right thing? You know, without the second guessing, you know, I really believe in letting things organically flow. You can have all of these beautiful ideas, but just to let things kind of go, um, you know, have this natural movement through your consciousness, through your mind, your voice, your painting, your writing, whatever it is, this natural stream of thought. Um, so that's, to me, I've been working a lot on that for years, and it's a, I think it's a lifetime practice of letting all of those things go and just remembering, you know, again, it's not about us as the creator. Um, and so stepping out of the way is not always easy because, you know, we've been raised in a world of where we're constantly being judged and looked at and, and criticized and said if you're right or wrong and you know um, but art should be about there is no right or wrong you just create and really let let it flow so internally I would say that would be a challenge for me and you know a constant thing to remember and remind myself of some of like the external worldly challenges um, in the last few years, I've started producing more. So producing concerts and shows and music, my own music, and now other people's music, other people's productions, concerts and whatnot. And you bump into a lot of situations. You meet a lot of different personalities. And one of my biggest goals in any production is to remember to create, at least to try to create a sacred and safe place for everyone to create and collaborate. Because the worst thing as an artist is in the corner are told to do it this way, not that way, and da 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 where you should just let the artists do what they do best, you know? And when we're in a working environment with many different artists, the way you're going to create something genius is when everyone was had the space to do what they do best. But there comes times when you know you have run-ins with some very interesting personalities <laughs> and, and so <laughs> some of the challenges is just you know keeping that peace trying to understand where each person comes from also respecting your own um, boundaries as well um, because again we want to create to create something that is going to bring value into this world you know, and not more drama. So, and um, I really try hard to honor the artists and respect where they're at um, and just to be able to create a space for everyone to to find joy and inspiration. So it, it is it can be very challenging. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And I love the fact that you are doing things for the artist, and I I love hearing that a lot of uh, musicians and, and artists and composers are now starting to turn to doing more production work, because I'm doing the same thing. A lot of us are starting to kind of, like, branch out and do some of the other things, and it's great. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I love it. I think you built a new studio, right? So is that one of the reasons why you have a, a new studio in Austin? Because I would love to hear about that, because I love Austin. Yes, absolutely. So actually, it, it was just such a, um, 
an interesting way that it all happened because so my husband is from Texas originally and you know during the pandemic we're like let's I we just wanted a place to get away to so we're like oh let's go find a little little cottage or something and get out to Austin it's so green and beautiful out there and as we were looking as we were looking, we, I saw this listing with this house that had a recording studio. And of course, the first thought in your mind is, oh, it's probably a converted garage or basement or something, you know, but let's go check it out <laughs> anyway. And when we got here, we realized, no, that's not it at all. This is the real deal. Like, this is an incredible state-of-the-art recording studio that was designed by a gentleman named Stephen Durr, who has um, designed over 3,000 sound spaces in the, in the <gasps> world. And he's just exceptional. If you look him up, you'll see his whole history. He's from originally from Nashville. Um, there's a lot of history in this house and the studio. Um, everyone who was living here at their, at their time, they were all musicians. The studio was finally completed, though, by a different designer. And all in all, everybody's heart and love and talent and hands just created something extraordinary. So when we saw it, we, we just we knew right away that you know it was calling us. We weren't looking for a studio, but it was it was calling us to come out here to basically save it, you know? Um, and I felt very oh, strongly awesome. about that. And so, yeah. So once we got in, the first thing in my mind was, Oh great. I have the studio now, but Oh my God, I've never run a studio before. So chief engineer <laughs> Gerhard Yost, he, he agreed to come out here and run it. And he's the happiest guy ever now. He's like, Oh my God, we will complete with renovations and just getting everything in and going um, to have open to the public by January of 2022, we want to contribute to Austin. You know, I know that a lot of, I don't know, there's been like a lot of saying, oh my God, New Yorkers, you know, Californians are all dominating Austin now. And, you know, Gerhard, myself, my husband, we're like, we are here not to take anything away from Austin. We want to actually contribute. So there's a lot of ideas now of how we want to serve Austin and the music scene here within our studio. And it's just really exciting. It's so beautiful, Nikki. It's really a special place. Oh, I'm going to have to come and visit because I'm a huge Austin fan. I've been there several times, and I have no doubt that you and your husband – and your engineer, you're going to make a huge impact there and support the local music scene. The local music scene there is fabulous. Plus, you know, they always have the yearly South by Southwest, which, you know, I know they haven't had the it's past coming up. two years, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. So that's going to be awesome. <laughs> awesome. 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 I'm so excited for yes, you. Yes, and you are, you are welcome anytime to come. We have some um, guests quarters as well so we've set up the space where when artists do come in from out of town or friends and family we have places for them to stay and just sort of just be present in the space it's i'm I'm actually sitting in the yoga room right now upstairs so you can come here and do yoga with me (laughs) oh yes okay i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming oh my god that's so fun so i do want to get to share the second song that you brought with you before we run out of time uh, tell us a little bit about Illuminance. 
So Illuminance is a title track on my album called Illuminance um, that was released in 2020. So yes, in the middle of the pandemic, this was produced by Peter Cater, which um, a lot of us may know. He's a two-time Grammy winner, multi-Grammy nominated um, new age artist. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, we had thought about writing together for so long and finally of course we're all stuck and we're like this is the time then let's do this so we wrote this album through the pandemic um so a lot of the songs here was really so much about raising the vibration and just keeping us in a joyful space in a you know in a positive state of mind um so illuminance is that it's truly about illuminating the light that is in all of us and to not let that light die because that light is always, always present. So there are no words to the song, but it's an experience. It's more of just uh, how we, how we want to perceive it and experience it. Wonderful. Well, we are going to play this for everyone. This is Illuminance by Sanjita Carr.
another brilliant, brilliant song. I sit here and I, I listen to that, and there's no lyrics to it, but there's absolutely, like, the feeling in your, your voice is, I said it before, I mean, you just capture and bring everybody in, so your songs don't need lyrics. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely you know, it was it. funny. So Peter and I, when we were writing this album, um, on this album, I think there were about four, five songs maybe that had no lyrics. And we intentionally did that. We were like, you know, this is, it's more experiential for the listener. So let's try to do mm -hmm. songs with no lyrics and more vocalese for them. But then we had this idea and it's not, and it's not in, in put in the back yet. We actually might execute this at some point. We thought, why don't we put it out there and see who wants to write lyrics to these songs? And we kind of do this little like contest of, you know, um, lyricists writing lyrics for some of these songs and then the ones that, you know, that we really think fits will re-record them with their lyrics. And it, it's just sort of like, what would people come up with? What does this song mean to them? It would be interesting to hear what it means personally to each writer, you know? Um, and it just goes to say you perception is everything. <laughs> yeah, right? you should def you should you should definitely do that. Definitely do that. I think that would be cool because, like, yeah. uh, when I listen to it, and now I'm 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 going off topic here, but a lot of times when I listen to music, even just like trying to, I don't look up what the songs are usually about. I just kind of listen to the lyrics and interpret them in my own way. But even when I'm writing and somebody says, oh, well, here's, you know, here's like a music track and I listen to the music track, my mind goes in 50 million different directions as to, oh, well, yeah, we could write something like this here and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it would be really, 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 really interesting to see what people come up with. So you guys should definitely do that. I think yeah, that would be fun. I think so, too. I think it would be a lot of fun. Maybe you can help us with that. <laughs> Maybe you should write something. Yeah, sure. I'll throw, I'll throw some top lines on there. Trust me. I'll, I'll come up with a couple of fun, funky things. You'll be like, what yeah. the heck was she thinking? <laughs> I love your music, though. I love your recent music oh, that you had you. out recently. It's really beautiful. You, you have a really beautiful voice, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, not, not as good as yours. That I can definitely sit there and say, trust me, trust me. So real quick, before we sign off, uh, what else do you want to share with our listeners? Um, any Anything coming up, future plans or goals, or how about where they can find you on social media? Sure. Um, you can find me on my music at my website sangeetakarmusic.com um, I'm on Instagram it's all so easy at sangeetakarmusic Facebook is at sangeetakarmusic um, and YouTube is the same at sangeetakarmusic but the YouTube is really fun because to know each other when we can sort of see each other through the eyes and the spirit of the person too and um, so yeah follow follow on some of these sites if you feel called and, and also I would just love to connect um, but yeah. Awesomeness. Sangeeta, thank <laughs> you so, so very much for taking the time to chat with me today. I know you're really busy and I really appreciate the time that you gave us, that you gave our listeners. It has been such a wonderful pleasure having you on the show. You truly, truly are a magnificent talent 
And I hope everyone checks out your music. Follow, follow her on Spotify. No, wait, buy her music because it is definitely <laughs> yeah. something that you will. I always throw in the buy because everybody streams. So buy, 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 buy the music. It is definitely worth it. Forget Starbucks. Go buy. So thank you again. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Mixing It. And on behalf of everyone at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on Woo-hoo. mixing it. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.